Recorded live on DementiaRadio.org, it's the Funny Music Podcast. Brought to you by TheFunk.com, where you can download new free comedy songs twice a week. Now, here's your hosts, Devo Spice and the great Luke Ski. Hey, Devo Spice. Hey, not Luke Ski. It's me again. It's him again. <laughs> One more time, Insane Ian filling in for Luke Ski, who is traipsing about the country. Actually, I think he's back in California today, but he's not able to join us. So he will be back next week. Unless Just too busy for us this week. He's too busy, as are most of the rest of the world. I get it. So, welcome to episode 635 of the Funny Music Podcast for August 18th, 2022. The title of this week's episode is State of Uselessness, which I will put in the chat so you can refer to it later. So, there we go. All right. And we have Michael Bolly of two, uh, 2D6. No, Two Sleeps, <laughs> the other two act on the fump. Uh, welcome back, Mike. Hey, thanks, Devo. How's it going, man? Good. Uh, unfortunately, Jeff Whitmire has other commitments tonight. He's off live tweeting something at the moment, if you'd rather go watch that. He's off being popular on Twitter again. Yes. <laughs> you know, as you do. All right, let's do this. Let's get caught up with what Devo and Luke have been up to since last week. Or else Devo, if Luke failed and didn't show up. Hey, what? No, he's right. So, what you been up to since last week, Devo? Oh, well, I I went to see my parents uh, at their beach house in Connecticut for the weekend, which was really nice. And uh, while I was there, I recorded an episode of Escape from Vault Disney with Tony Goldmark which was fun. Um, I was on the show with uh, Shoebox and Phil Johnson of Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction fame. And uh, we watched a Disney Channel original movie called... Um, nice. Uh, are you supposed to say what you watched before now? Or you know what? I don't you? know, actually. I'll edit that out of the audio podcast, but the people who are live... <laughs> So well, people who are live got it spoiled. Yeah. Woo! Because you know I, they do that thing on the show where they learn what they're going to watch. That's true. So. Yeah. But uh, you know, hey, I've, I've done that show before. It's a, it's a good show. Tony's a good guy. So yeah, yeah, it's, it was. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's a it's a really good episode when it does air. Listen to it. That we had a we had a lot of fun making that one. Um, and all week I have been feeling off, like not sick like i can't put my finger on anything i'm just tired no motivation don't want to do anything and just feel like just out of it you know just generally in a fog you know type thing just a sort a certain malaise yes exactly and this this afternoon i was cleaning up the um the we're we're retiling the bathroom uh the shower in our up, our upstairs bathroom and I'm cleaning up that mess to, you know, clean out the thing. And I'm looking on the wall, and there's mold on the wall behind where we tore down the tile. And I'm like, I'm allergic to mold. I yeah, wonder if that's what's going on. <laughs> ah, I see. Once again, Sherlock has pieced the clues together. Yes. Took me several days. So uh, my wife has purchased some mold be gone or some shit. I don't know that she's going to spray <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> and uh, we're actually going back to uh, visit my parents this weekend. So it'll have all weekend to kill the mold. And we will just let it do its job. And hopefully we the, will come back. And The brand new Scottish product called Fuck Off Mold. <laughs> yes. <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ian, what have you been up to? Uh, not a whole lot. I, uh, on Saturday, I, uh, was an extra on a movie that's filming here in Chicago, uh, starring Courtney B. Vance. Uh, it's called Heist 88. Uh, it's based on a bank robbery that happened in the 80s, and so we were all given, we were told to bring 80s clothes to wear, and I brought, uh, the only 80s clothes that I had, which was just a Hawaiian shirt, 
I also uh, brought the blue Weird Al in 3D shirt oh, nice. that they wore on Stranger Things because yeah. that, that takes place in the 80s and they made that shirt for they they wouldn't let me wear that for some reason. Actually, oh. I know exactly why because it has a logo on it and they want no logos. <laughs> yeah. They also told me that my vans were not from the 80s and I said no. Spicoli, Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High wears these exact vans sneakers. I know this because a guy told me that when I was picking up dry cleaning once. Uh, no, but uh, they told me they didn't work, and I was like, "That's this. You you were not born in the '80s. I was alive in the '80s, and I know what was happening then. There was a lot of interesting things that happened. Um, but it was an all-day shoot filming downtown in Chicago. I was told I was a pedestrian. Uh, ended up being a protester." And this is the second movie I've shot in Chicago, in Chicago proper, where I have played a protester when I was originally not cast as a protester. So, cool. <laughs> they wanted me to shave for it. And I'm like, but my availability questionnaire asked me if you're willing to shave. And I said, no, and you still booked me. So, no, I'm not shaving. Because uh, last time I shaved was for the other Chicago thing. And I have two round of a Charlie Brown head for that to work. I, that's why I grow the, the chin pubes to give the illusion of chin. Otherwise, there's nothing there. It's bottom lip and then neck. There's no middle ground whatsoever. I'm not doing that to my head again. And, uh, and thankfully, I was able to go through and, and, and be on it and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, the last time I was in Chicago filming... A protest was for Trial of the Chicago 7, which was also a period movie, but set in the 60s. So, <laughs> Which you do and not that, have clothes from the 60s, I would assume. No, I do not have clothes from the 60s. They provided that because it was a bigger budget mm. movie. Um, this one, they provided clothes for me, too, on this one because they didn't like the outfits that I brought, which is weird. The one costume person, I wore the outfit, and they're like, yeah, that's great. And you have a secondary, great, you know, it's what you're always supposed to bring as an extra. And they approved me. And then some other costume person who I never saw before came over and went, no, none of this is approved. I'm, I'm disapproving these and gave me different outfits to wear. And I'm like, all right, that's left hand should be talking to the right most of the time on this. But it's it's apparently a lower budget movie. Uh, and uh, and we so it's a lower tell. budget movie, yet they have two costume designers on set. So. I don't think they're costume designers. That's that's a stretch. Costumers oh, okay. and costume designers are two different things. Gotcha. Uh, but uh, they had, uh, you know, they had a lot of uh, of good crew people on there. But there was a lot of miscommunication where certain crew weren't talking to other crew, and there was a lot of miscommunications happening and crossed signals the whole day. Uh, went in at like twelve thirty and finished up about about eight eight or nine. So decent day. Um, and, uh, you know, always fun to film as an extra. I do it a lot. And most of this week, I've just been dealing with writer's block uh, for a thing that I'm trying to have come out soon. Uh, but, uh, you know, other than that, it's fine. Heard about a, a gig coming up soon that I am applying for, and then another thing that's coming up. Nothing to announce yet because it's still in the talking stages, but fingers crossed for me, y'all. Don't know what you're crossing your fingers for yet, but cross them for me. Will do. Um, cool. And that's it. All right. So, Michael, what have you been up to? Well, today I have been pulling my hair out with technical difficulties in the studio that pop up out of nowhere after I have not changed anything. So that's well, been fun. Don't you love that? Isn't that just always, so much always fun? Always the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not so bad if you, like, change something and you can go, oh, I changed this and now something's wrong. I know where to look for the problem, but that's not what's happening. And it's a long reoccurring problem, and it attacked me again today. That sucks. So, you know, fun stuff. Yes. So fun. <laughs> so fun. So welcome to the comedy podcast. Yes. <laughs> the joys hey, of having bitching. your own studio Here we go. at home. You have to make sure everything works. That's right. Yes, you know, other than it all existing in a state of uselessness. <laughs> I did the thing. <laughs> 
All right. I've also also been working on uh, some songs with Jeff Whitmire and uh, working on a video series. You've been so. doing a lot of songs with Jeff Whitmire. We're going to talk about one later. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you're doing a video series too? Uh, yeah, I'm working on something similar to the Sunday Night Blues thing I did. This one's a little more, that was all like improv, and this one's going to be a little more thought out ahead of time. Uh, planned out got a few different parts cool little video thing should be fun cool awesome so uh give us a quick intro to the song you posted and we'll give it a listen uh well everybody thinks having an epic beard is all uh you know happy sunshine and this song is about the the dark truth of it all right here is not the guy by two sleeps The guy from the dynasty. Yeah, you're him. I'm pretty sure you're him. So this is those one of those like tell us how you really feel songs. <laughs> yeah, I, sh- I should have warned you. It's it's fairly explicit. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, so so I have a feeling this is like rooted in reality. Have you like actually this been mistaken un- for him? Yeah, this is unfortunately rooted in reality. Uh, when that show was popular probably five or six different times random people would come up to me on the street and some of them would just be like oh you look like the guy from duck dynasty and some of them like one time i had somebody literally just like shove their finger in my face and go duck dynasty and then like looked at me expectantly like like i was supposed to know how to respond to that i was just like 
like, are you asking me if I'm familiar with it or like, I don't know what to say to that. Just, just to throw them off. You should have just went, uh, yeah, get her done. Whatever. (laughs) No, in in that situation, what you do is you point back at them and you name some other random show, you know? Right. That's what I should have done. Invader Zim. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm just thinking like a random game show. Like uh, I was thinking, who wants to be a millionaire? But then they would think you're giving them money, so you just like wheel of fortune, just I don't know, something pasty and white. Buy whatever. a vowel. Buy a vowel now. Buy a vowel. Do it. <laughs> so yeah, I, as, uh, I, as I commented on the thump, uh, being mistaken for any but like of all the people to be mistaken for, the guy from Duck Dynasty is probably like. Somebody you don't want to be mistaken for. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, what about like Rob Zombie or somebody? Like, you know, I wouldn't mind being compared to that guy. Does he but... have a long beard now? Uh, or... I don't know what he has now, but I know for a while he had uh, Did he? He had a decent beard. It's it's if you have the long beard and dreads. That's right. When you, yeah. That's when you get mistaken for oh, Rob Zombie. Oh, right, right, right. That was my that's mistake. Right. <laughs> I do remember that look now. I was trying to I was I was trying to picture Rob Zombie in my head and I was coming up blank. I'm like, I'm like, I don't remember what this guy looks like. <laughs> Go back to the white zombie days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thunderkiss 65. Yeah, exactly. As soon as you said I, uh, the dreads, it was it worked. It, it popped. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I invariably, like, I feel your pain on this because I, like, I was actually just saying something about this on Twitter and you, you respond, you replied with this song, <laughs> but, uh, invariably on my YouTube videos, especially when I got the beard growing out a little more and it gets a little bushier, I get Seth Rogen all the time. <laughs> like constantly people are like, Oh look, Seth Rogen has a reaction show. I don't look anything like Seth Rogen other than the fact that I have a beard and occasionally a Jufro. This is not this is not usually the look that I'm going for. I was I used to get Simon Pegg, but you know, he, Shaun of the Dead isn't as popular nearly as much anymore, so I don't hear it as much. But uh, and then I also get like YouTubers because I'm on YouTube, so commenters are about YouTubers. But the Duck Dynasty thing that is yeah, like like Tom was saying, that's probably almost offensive to hear that one. Yeah, like I don't mind yeah. getting Seth Rogen. Right. I, exactly. If I had his money, I'd be really happy, but no. <laughs> like, yeah, Duck Dynasty is more offensive. Now, it was really funny, too, when I was uh, making the thumbnail for it. I've never actually seen the show, so I always assumed people were talking about the old guy because he's the only one I had ever seen. So I looked up pictures to, you know, put one of the Duck Dynasty guys on the thumbnail, and the first picture that popped up looked suspiciously like me, and I was like, Oh no, the song doesn't work if I actually look just like the guy. Luckily, it was one of those pictures that just like it wasn't his normal look. It just was one of those weird shots where he didn't really look like himself. So I was like, okay, whew, still safe. Nice. <laughs> oh God, oh wait, are they right? Shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking it up now. mad this whole time. <laughs> I, you know, I, Duck Dynasty was was such a weird little keystone of pop culture. They made a Duck Dynasty Xbox 360 game. Oh, did they? <laughs> I, I didn't even know that. What I, do you do on a Duck Dynasty Xbox game? I don't know. I haven't been brave enough to try it. It's just a clone of Duck Hunt. Yeah, probably. That'd be <laughs> the best. That would actually be a decent game if it was. I would play that game. Yeah. I, I would play that, but you have to carve your own like duck call, and then there you go, blow into yeah, the controller, the and it makes the, the the noise. And then <laughs> if it if you did it right, you'll summon the ducks, and then you can shoot them. It would make more sense if it was on the Wii instead of 360, because you're using the Wii mote to carve, and then you hold it in the gun position to shoot. Yeah, now that would make more sense as a Wii game than a 360 game. Now I kind of want to play that. <laughs> it's uh, ten dollars says it's absolutely nothing like that. I'm and sure, yeah. Ten, it's it's got to be a also terrible $10 game. And also, ten dollars says you can get it for less than ten dollars. <laughs> I'm sure of that. Uh, so, what else is going on with you? Um, not much, really. I it's have to boring. say before before you get into anything going on, uh, the the double drums on this sound incredible everything sounds incredible on this track the music 
is really really it's appropriately heavy for this track and uh and and it it lends itself to getting out anger about being compared to somebody from duck dynasty but i love the sound of it i just wanted to say it's it's really awesome i appreciate that it's, Thanks, it's very metal and i appreciate that we, we don't get enough <laughs> metal on the thump yes we need more there's gonna be metal. a lot more of that coming so <laughs> <laughs> nice i just looked up the game and it's just a truck driving through the woods and i'm like i i have to look at it later <laughs> in fact that was the original title until they got the duck dynasty branding and right. truck driving through the woods was going to be uh a triple a title but they uh they decided to get the the branding on it instead they, they just slapped a duck dynasty on it like you know troll 2 just throw that on some exactly. other movie and you know Ice Road Truckers backed out, so they were like, ah, oh, stick this on it. <laughs> yes, exactly. See, it was a- that would be a fun game, because driving on ice is difficult, and if you had to, like, <laughs> you know... I th- I think there was a point where, like, all these Discovery shows, like, had video games. Like, there is a Deadliest Catch video game, mm-hmm. where you're, like, picking crab off a boat, and, uh, yeah... And they had the Duck Dynasty thing, and Duck Dynasty was 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 Discovery, right? Or was that A and E or something? I, th- I, don't I think remember. it was Discovery. I think. Yeah, and they they had like all these. I think they had like a Man versus Wild game, like just tie-in games are just so ridiculous. And now Discovery is just canceling everything on HBO Max. So yeah. yay! Uh, HBO Discovery merge and collapse to kill everything, and now there's nothing left. No, no bad girl, no Scoob, and uh, and just announced a shit ton of Cartoon Network shows being dropped off of HBO Max, including Mighty Magiswords. Yes, uh, which is still on Hulu, though you can still watch it on Hulu. But and they're taking it off. Why does it cost them money to keep it up on the server? Or... So they don't have to pay royalties. I guarantee you. Yeah, probably. But they considering but then, considering they canceled Batgirl so they could get it as a tax write off. Yeah, that actually makes sense, but like if they're removing like Mighty Magiswords so they don't have to pay royalties, they're hoping that people are gonna watch something else and they're gonna have to pay royalties on that other thing. Right. Right? Yeah, but they're they're canceling like it's like a list of like thirty shows, like Infinity Trains going off, and all these other like all these other like big shows that they've had on there. They're all going away. All these Cartoon Network shows. So it's like, eh. and it's not just Cartoon Network; it's like a bunch of other shows too. Yeah. But it was a big list that was including Cartoon Network stuff. Well, I'm glad I'm not a subscriber. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Yay, piracy! <laughs> Yo ho, yar. I am a Hulu subscriber, so I can still watch Mighty Magiswords, so there. I am a Hulu subscriber as well, at least on that end, so watch watch the Magiswords and only murders in the building. But we were talking about metal. We were, <laughs> and somehow tangents happen, because that's what happens. That's what happens on this show, is tangents. Yes. So yeah, we were talking about what else you were up to, and, which, and I don't even know if we started that conversation. <laughs> that was my fault, I'm sorry. Nope, Not you're bad. good, you're good. That's all right. My brain is still so frazzled from just being furious all day. So, yeah, I haven't really been up to much aside uh, working on music and taking the doggy for a walk. Oh, what kind of dog do you have? I didn't know you had a dog. Uh, he was a rescue. He's like a yellow lab retriever mix with some other stuff, probably. He's pretty, pretty awesome, though. Cool. He's my guy. Yeah, Ian and I are both dog lovers. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Ian wrote a song I, about it. <laughs> I wrote a song about having dogs. That was a response to a song about having cats. Mm. <laughs> Schaefer the Dark Lord has a song called Cat People, and I uh, took a sample of that at the beginning and used the same beat but did a different song. Uh, used the same rhythm, not the same backing track. And uh, did a song called Must Love Dogs, because if he's going to su- title a song based on an old 80s movie... I'm going to title a song based on an old 90s movie. Um, or it was Must Love Dogs in the 2000s. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's a movie title. And, of course, now that I've been living here, I've become a cat dad, so that might be a song, too. And I also sampled that same shape for the Dark Lord song and turned it into Wet-Ass Pussycat. That's right. You did. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's in the it's in the backing on that. That's great. Yep. 
We need we need more dog metal songs. We got Psycho Sticks. Uh, I'm a dog and I like socks. I Dude, did. I, I'm going to see Psycho Stick on Saturday. Nice. I'm yes. So pumped about that. Yes, they're awesome live. Devo's opened for them several times. Yep. Nice. Great That's guys. That's awesome. That would be a great double bill: two sleeps and Psycho Stick. Get yes. all your comedy metal in one's place. Exactly. I would love. Yeah, that. we should have a a corn lint biscuit style rivalry and talk shit about each other all the time. <laughs> oh, I thought you. I thought you were going to say like a corn lint biscuit like Family Values tour of all the comedy. <laughs> oh, that too. Acts. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> but getting back to dog metal, I had a side project when I was in college that was a fictional death metal band of singing dogs, and it was called Rabid Death. And nice. we did four songs, and one of them is on. Ooh, my laptop is not charging. There we go. Okay. Um, one of them is on the second sudden death album, Noise Pollution. At the very end, is called Roadkill Lover. Um, the other three are not currently av- available anywhere. I gotta get my laptop charging, or it's gonna die. And um, the show will <laughs> quickly yes. end somehow. <laughs> it will. Fuck, hold on. Oh, while while Devo's uh, fixing his stuff, I will uh, continue his story as if I know what he's talking about. They're going to remaster all of these songs and then release them in a four-disc vinyl set. Now, since they only have four songs, that means it's one song on each record. And uh, that's the way that they're, they're going to have Needle Juice uh, put that out later on. Isn't that right, Devo? Is that what yes, your story was? Yes, something like that. Um, no, I just we did these four songs because um, when when I was in college, I had a 3D design class, and the RIT operated on a trimester. So the last trimester, we had one project for all ten weeks, and our the, the assignment was to make a toy that somehow articulated itself. It had to move. It had to do something or whatever. So I made a little figurine of a dog singing death metal. And I, so I built a big triangular stage and I cut out pictures from like one of the metal magazines of people moshing and, you know, glued it to the front of the stage. And then the, the figurine was made out of um, screen and molded into shape. And then I individually glued yarn to it. So he was a, like a long haired shaggy dog, but like one piece at a time, I glued yarn to this thing. And I built a uh, gear system. Um, out of wood and rubber bands and hooked it up to a motor. So when you turned it on, like the gears went and the, and the thing banged its head really fast. And then I, and I set it up. I went to, I went to Radio Shack and I built, I bought these little speakers that were like the perfect size to look like amps behind the guitar on the stage. And I built a little con- container to hold a Walkman. So I, you put, you put the tape in, hit play, and then the dude, you know. So and I recorded four songs to go along with this. <laughs> so it was like that was awesome. It's like you you made your own Teddy Ruxpin, but character specific. Yes, yes. Heavy metal Teddy Ruxpin. Yes, because yes. we've always wanted to put like an Ozzy Osbourne tape in a Teddy Ruxpin. Just to I, see yeah, I always wanted it. to put like a Cannibal Corpse tape in a Teddy Ruxpin. I mean, have you not would, done that? I, I, I did that. When I, I have was a not. Kid. I, I have never a had a Teddy Ruxpin, and it is awesome because it, it's exactly <laughs> what you would imagine. It's like heavy metal coming out, and Teddy Ruxpin just like, ah, ah, ah. good stuff. <laughs> Amazing. That's fantastic. But yeah, so the when I did my uh, Kickstarter for the Sudden Death compilation, the the best of Sudden Death, there's a volume three that was an exclusive digital download for my backers and i included those the other three death metal songs at the end of that compilation so they are out there there are people who have copies of them they're not good (laughs) (laughs) i need to find these i'll send them i'll send them to you they were recorded on a on a cheap four track with you know just miking the guitars and the bass and stuff but yeah and they they sound terrible but you know (laughs) Uh, we all have those recordings as far as that they exist. They're out there. They're not good. Uh, yep. Yeah. 
I, my first, my very first album was all of not good. My first band in college was Insane Ian and Crotch, and all of that was bad four-track demos and live recordings. And the the band was great. I was not. It, nah. <laughs> yeah, we had fun with with this, but it was just we 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 didn't have a drummer and we didn't know how to record drums, so we just used a drum machine. And it is like painfully obvious that it's a drum machine. It just it sounds like a cheap '90s drum machine. And then there's like you know horribly or over distorted guitars. You know peaking the levels as we're recording. You know, it's it's good stuff. Perfect. Yeah. Oh well. All right, so we have another song to talk with you about anyway, but do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, Probably just my website, twosleeps.com. Got all my links for everything on there, so that's about it. All righty. Let's do some news. This is The Fump. Funny Music Project at thefump.com. C-H-E-F-U-M-P.com. Go tampon, flex your plankton, lick bo burnum, Costco fandom. Pants with pants on, sexual Reagan, panko man bun, let's go Brandon. Time for Funny Music News. Something, something, something. In the news, there is a special edition uh, release of the Boobles' latest album now available. As they'd said in the description, the Beatles had their Butcher cover banned and they tried to cover it up. Then fans tried to peel away the cover-up and botched the whole thing. With our new Milker cover special package, we put the band on full display and with 21st century peelable technology, you can peel and re-stick at your whim. You'll probably still botch something up, which is why it also comes with bonus print of the OG cover art so you don't have to peel. Plus, even more cool exclusive stuff. Not explicit stuff. That's different. It's a little explicit. Yes. Limited to only 69 hand-numbered and applied copies to celebrate being Needlejuice Records' 69th release. Check it out at their brand new merch section at theboobles.org. And I'll... uh, might be available, should be available from Needle Juice Records too, but maybe it's just from the Boobles. I don't know. No idea. All right, there is a new Audible original available by Tenacious D. It is called The Road to Redunction. It is now available to stream for free in the U.S. if you are an Audible subscriber. Uh, to listen, go to tenaciousd.com, or maybe you don't have to be an Audible subscriber. It's a great thing to listen to while eating the Tenacious D granola bars. That is an actual thing they are selling. Okay. (laughs) Well, I mean, Psycho Stick has their stress tacos. Have you seen those? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I I need to get one of those. Uh, Devo Spice has new merchandise available. What? Um... (laughs) How did this news item get in here? <laughs> uh, I did a new design for a new t-shirt uh, based on my wet-ass pussycat song. I took uh, Cardi B's design where she's looking in profile, sticking out her tongue, and it's like a really long snake and stuff, and it says WAP behind her in tall, skinny letters. And I changed her into a cat that is very wet, and there's blood stains, and it says WAPC behind her, and it looks really cool. So, um... I am going to have those shirts available with me for sale at Worldcon. Uh, if you are not going to be at Worldcon and would like one, you can order one now at devospice.com. I will ship them after Worldcon. I do not have them in hand yet. So go to devospice.com and click on store, and you too can order a t-shirt. 
And Mark Gunn's Kickstarter, I forgot to update. Let's see where he is. Live Kickstartering once again. Root the doot the doot Kickstarter lookup. That's going to be our new bumper for next every time we do a Kickstarter. Uh, Yay, he, I did it! <laughs> he is at $6,756, which is 135% funded with 23 days to go. I wonder if he'll make it. I don't know. So if you're interested in backing it, go to Kickstarter, look up Mark Gunn. His new album is called Come Adventure With Me. Check that out. All right, you guys got anything before tour dates? I actually have a few things. Go for it. Uh, first, in Fump-related news, uh, some of these things are a little late. Two, two of these three items that I have are a little late. Um, but uh, it's something I forgot to mention when I was on two weeks ago. Scooter Picnic has a new EP out. What? We have a new EP uh, of uh, the, the past couple songs that were released on the Fump. We were like, we never put these on Bandcamp, so let's do that. And also, we threw in a bonus live song. So the It's Frog Noticing Time EP is available now at scooterpicnic.bandcamp.com. It's got uh, It's Frog Noticing Time, the Logan Award-nominated This Groove is Too Dope for Us, and, of course, My Robot is Too Big, as well as a live recording, a live performance of uh, It's Frog Noticing Time uh, from 2018. This is how old these songs are. <laughs> Uh, it's a live performance of that song from MarsCon, where the music died and we kept going anyway. I remember that. Well, Good times. Admire our professionalism. Uh, and uh, so that's available at scooterpicnic.bandcamp.com for the low, low price of like, I think, two bucks. So get four songs for you. And a bunch of other Scooter Picnic stuff is there. I will add also, that to the uh, comedy release spreadsheet. Also something to add to the comedy release spreadsheet. Uh... Bo Burnham has announced a four LP vinyl box set of inside and the inside outtakes uh, coming out soon. It is available for pre-order now at BoBurnham.com. There's a link tree that lets you pre-order it from various sites. I think it's a Target exclusive and exclusive to a couple other venues. But it is four LPs that contains not just the music from inside, not just the music from the Inside Outtakes, which was the whole other special that was a feature length, just like Inside was, that he released on YouTube, but also the complete score for Inside, as well as a huge liner note book full of uh, talking about the project and everything like that. That is available for pre-order right now. Uh, that's been available for a couple of weeks, but uh, it is a limited edition 4LP box set for you vinyl people who like that kind of shit. Uh, I was hoping Inside Outtakes would be on CD, because I have Inside on CD, and mm, no space for vinyl. But, uh, oh well. Uh, and, uh, and lastly, uh, a couple weeks ago, Ninja Sex Party announced that they were going on tour. They are doing an acoustic tour with Super Guitar Brothers backing them up. Uh, how, however, Additionally to the Ninja Sex Party tour, Ninja Brian of Ninja Sex Party is doing a separate tour during that tour. Ninja Brian and uh, Super Guitar Brothers, as well as uh, NSP producer Jim Roach and some special guests, are touring with Ninja Brian's All-Star Variety Spectacular, where they're going to venues like the day before they're going to be there as NSP, they're going to venues near those venues and doing a variety show uh, with special guests that are going to change out through many of the nights. Uh, it starts on September 10th in Bloomington, Indiana, and goes to San Antonio, Texas by November 12th. There are various dates in between there. Tickets for those shows go on sale tomorrow at ninjasexparty.com slash tour. Uh, the tour of the, the acoustic show has already been on sale. Some shows are sold out. You can get those tickets now at ninjasexparty.com, but the All-Star Variety Spectacular. And Brian does this every NSP tour. Last time it was the Ninja Brian All-Star Luau Spectacular, but uh, this time it's just the variety show. Sadly, there are no dates here in Illinois where I'll be seeing them on the 17th, uh, but I'll still be seeing NSP then, so that's fine. All right, cool. All right, uh, tour dates. 
On Sundays in Nashville, Tennessee, Steve Goody hosting at the Bluebird. On Thursdays online, Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction. Woo! On Thursdays online, Steve Goody and Brad Tassel. This weekend, the 18th through the 21st in Upper Salford, Pennsylvania, Carla Ulbrich and Todd Chappelle. The 21st in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, Nuclear Bubble Wrap. The 21st in New Hope, Pennsylvania, Larry Tritel. The 27th in Portland, Oregon, the Chris Waffle Explosion. The 27th in Germantown, Tennessee, Steve Goody. On the 28th in Petaluma, California, Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction. Woo! And on the 30th in Rohnert Park, California, Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction. Woo! All right. That's why I, I, it's gotten to the point that nobody remembers why I do that anymore, and I'm the only one who still does it. I think but Kyle still fine. does it when he comes on. Who does? A Kyle. Oh I well, I, yeah, Kyle was the one who started it. And yeah, so I would hope that he still does. Also, one more tour date that's not on there uh, is Robbie Ellis at, in Chicago, Illinois. At I forget the name of the theater, but every the last Sunday of every month, Robbie has a comedy music and cabaret show called Sunday Fizz. Uh, the first one was last month. The next one is on August 28th, and they are they have shows up through September. Uh, so uh, they have their own Twitter and Instagram for it, Sunday Fizz, at Sunday Fizz. Uh, you can sign them on Facebook and whatnot if you're in the Chicago area for that. Cool. All right. Uh, birthdays. Uh, today, the 18th, is the aforementioned Tony Goldmark's birthday. Happy birthday, Tony. Happy birthday, Tony. Happy birthday. And coming up on the 24th, we have three birthdays. We have Matt Griffo, Marie Cecile Anderson of Reformed Whores, and Pete Johnson of Garden Fresh. Happy birthday, folks. All right. There's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Garden Garden Fresh. Fresh. I I just saw Pete a couple months ago when I performed in Rochester with Shoebox. He showed up. Yeah, well, they're out in in Rochester, so. Yep. (laughs) All right. Second song of the week is the new one by Jeff Whitmire. Here is Centibite. Centibite.
So this is one of those songs where I think like I'm the target demographic <laughs> because like I, I, I like comedy music and I like horror and that Venn diagram has my face plastered clearly in the middle of it. And Hellraiser is like one of my all time favorite movies. It always has been. It's just like I absolutely loved it when it first came out. Um, and just seeing this and, and seeing the video, it's like I want to go back and rewatch that movie because I haven't seen it in so long. And and part two also, and I I always yeah, said but, like but someday none after, none after three none after, none three. after I, three. Well, I actually I always I've never seen any after three, and I and I know they're terrible, but I I kind of want to marathon them just at some point just so I can say that I've seen them. Do so at your own peril. Yeah, I know they're terrible, but I from what I've heard, but um, yeah, my wife and I are going through them right now. I've only seen the first couple, and we're gonna—we've decided we're gonna watch all of them. So we'll commiserate with you. Okay, <laughs> gonna take one for the team. Yep, yep. <laughs> I had to sit through. I think it was only the first four uh, when I was in high school, because at the time I was dating someone who uh, who was sexually attracted to Pinhead, hmm. and I had to watch all of those movies, and. Uh, yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> that that's a that's an interesting kink, but okay, yeah. sure. I actually met Doug Bradley at a at a convention once. I had I have I have his autograph somewhere. Um, really nice guy, very like super nice guy. Was very you know gracious to all the fans and everything. Um, the the guy in front of me in line had made a pinhead bust, like him like he had like molded it himself out of clay or something like that and doug was just beside himself at how awesome it was and he signed it for him it was great that's awesome <laughs> meanwhile across I, the hall the or across the aisle the guy who played big pussy on the sopranos was on his phone bitching at his agent that nobody was coming for his autograph <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> that was fun <laughs> i i do like how with this song uh, this song specifically uh, is is Jeff Whitmire suddenly treading into uh, the Merkins territory because um, mm. they they always do the do the songs specifically about the slashers and and Jeff has done songs about horror movies a lot and and has a whole album with that coming out but uh, this song specifically like they did a Pinhead song that was a parody of Man in the Box by Alice in Chains which is you know a mm. great time but this is also another great like there's there's something kind of synergistic about this fitting with that song so yeah yeah that was a really cool video i saw that one not too long ago yeah i think i i think i reacted to that on on my comedy musician reacts show when it came out but yeah the the merkins definitely has a has a certain particular corner on that market but jeff is definitely uh making his way into that territory and yeah, he's got he, the skills for it. He writes some pretty awesome, uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does, yeah. And, and you, the, the, you did the, the music for this. Did, what? Yeah, did, I did do the music for this. Yep. Yeah. yeah, this one came together really easy. It was, I think, uh, this is like Rev Two or Rev Three on this one. Usually, I do ten or fifteen versions before before I'm happy with it. But yeah, this one just kind of fell into place. Actually, all the songs I've done with Jeff have been like that. I think it's because we both love horror so much. It's just kind of like, yep, click. Yeah, I was I was gonna say uh, which which version was uh, his most recent one, Lewis Tully, that he contacted you about late at night. To do. Oh yeah, less than twenty four hours. We did that song. Uh, Darcy the mail girl tweeted about the idea for it, and then uh, one of her fans like wrote up some lyrics for it and from the time of that first tweet was less than 24 hours and it was it was up <laughs> written recorded and a video uh, yep. man's a madman now mm. and you're getting roped into it that's right <laughs> <laughs> well when he's a superstar i hope he remembers you so right yeah, he better <laughs> remember all the little people that he's used as stepping stones on the way up right <laughs> So I actually just found out that um, Hulu is making a new Hellraiser film. I don't know if it's a reboot or or something to that effect. 
Um, I just saw but, that and I was like, what? That's not the cover for Hellraiser. And then yeah, it was like, yeah. oh, new original. And Clive Barker is involved somehow, mm. which gets me excited. <laughs> this is this is the second reboot, I think. Or technically might be might even be the third, because they had two competing studios doing two different Hellraiser movies that came out the same year. And like one was a reboot and one was a continuation, and then there was another reboot after those. I think there's so many now. There's so well, they're many doing that now with like the Halloween movies. You have to like have this diagram to see this one's a sequel to this one, and this one's over here. And yeah, this one's like you know. <laughs> and they they did that they did that now with the Terminator movies too. Yeah, there are there are three Terminator threes. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're running out of ideas. You think? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> It wouldn't be so bad if they were run uh, for them to keep reusing the same ideas. Just stop reusing the same name and number the fucking thing. I know, right, really. Exactly. How many movies are named Halloween? Well, we have the original 1970s Halloween. Then we have the Rob Zombie remake of Halloween, which is called Halloween. And then we have the 2018 Halloween, which is called Halloween. Yeah. Somebody re- in reviewing that one, they they started the the the, the review with. I'm reviewing Halloween, not to be confused with Halloween or Halloween. <laughs> yeah, and Scream did it now. Yep. With 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 their, they could have called it Scream Five. It was the fifth one. Why put put the five in the S? So it's Five Cream. I know you did that one. I know I, you did that joke. Yes, though. I did that joke. Yes. Uh, but yeah, like you know, uh, why number the damn things? But yeah, that's a minor quibble of mine. Maybe you may have noticed. <laughs> Because it's, it's a into video requel. games too. Modern yeah. Warfare Two is coming out. Yeah, again. after Modern. <laughs> uh. But well, it's I mean, not the old one. It's a different one. It's the third Modern Warfare Two because they did Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare Two, and then they did Modern Warfare Remastered and Modern Warfare Two Remastered, yeah. and then they did the new Modern Warfare, and now that's getting a sequel with Modern Warfare Two. Well, how many Super Street Fighter Twos were there? Oh, that was that was a running gag back in the nineties. We all said Capcom couldn't count to three because <laughs> there was Street Fighter Two, then there was Street Fighter Two: The New Champions, then there was Super Street Fighter Two, then there was Super. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Before Super Street Fighter Two, there was Street Fighter Two Turbo, then there was Street Fighter Two Turbo Championship Edition, then there was Super Street Fighter Two, then there was Super Street Fighter Two Turbo and Championship Edition. <laughs> Then, then, there was Street Fighter Alpha, and Street Fighter Alpha 2, and then Street Fighter Alpha 3. Oh, they can count to three finally, and then Street Fighter 3. So they they learned their numbering from watching Microsoft, so. Yes. <laughs> I, you'd think they'd know the numbers, because they had so many goddamn Mega Mans. <laughs> well, they get to... They got to Mega Man 10, and then it was Mega Man X, and then it was... X- they didn't get to Mega Man 10 for GB Mega Man X. That's uh, true, Mega, that's true. Got- Mega Man 9 came out after Mega Man 10. I forgot about Mega that. Mega Man 9 and 10 came out after Mega Man X, because Mega Man X is a different series. It's not the 10th Mega Man. Yeah. So there's Mega Man X, Mega Man X2. They Those go all the way up to X8, I think. But they went up to Mega Man... Uh, Mega Man 8 and then uh, even before they got to 8 they had Mega Man X because 8 came out on PlayStation 2 no Mega Man 8 came out on on PS1 Mega Man X8 was PS2 see no you've got me started now make it stop (laughs) and our friend Bonnie Gordon does a voice in Mega Man 11 (laughs) yeah yeah she's she's bounce man in that that's awesome on I the st- balloon stage. I, I still haven't beaten that game. I haven't played that game too much, actually. I gotta get back to it. She's in she's in a lot of games recently. She is. She's she's the busiest goddamn person I've ever met. Right? <laughs> I thought I was busy. The and then Bonnie just comes in like a whirlwind and just boom, leaves me in the dust. And I'm like, holy shit, how are you alive? In in the middle of all the con appearances and voiceover work and things that she's doing, she had time to be herself as a contestant on Don't Forget the Lyrics, mm. mm-hmm. which is on Hulu if you want to watch it. 
I watched her her appearance. I had no interest in watching the rest. Yeah, of the I show, didn't. But I watched I didn't her watch appearance. The rest. I watched her part, and then I was like, "Okay, I'm good." Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what else can we say about Cenobite? It's a great song. I love it. It is. It's probably going to make my top ten list for the end of the year. So, just be prepared <laughs> for that when we get to voting. <laughs> oh, it got played on Doctor Demento. That's something else. It we did. Can say yes. About it. That was that was recently too, about a, about a week or so ago, right? Yeah, yeah. So listen up, everybody. If you want me to produce an instrumental track for you, I can guarantee that it may or may not get played on the Doctor Demento show. <laughs> that and that's a solid guarantee. Yeah. That's right, one hundred percent money so you, back. So you could do metal. Can you do hip hop? Because I'm always looking for people to do backing tracks. <laughs> you know, I haven't done a lot, but I'll give it a shot. Okay. Let's see what I can do. All right. All right, so Jeff Whitmire is on YouTube at Jeff Whitmire forty seven, uh, JeffWhitmire.bandcamp.com, I think. Yeah, I believe I believe it's either Jeff Whitmire or Jeff Whitmire one or Jeff Whitmire forty seven at Bandcamp.com. I don't remember now. I think he's Jeff Whitmire one on Twitter. He is Jeff Whitmire. It's hard to say that three times fast. Jeff Whitmire one on Twitter. Yes, it might just be Jeff Whitmire.bandcamp.com. Okay, let's do some feedback. Making the internet absolutely ridiculous. Dementia Radio. www.dementiaradio.org. Port 8027. Please hang up and try again. This is the part where there's feedback. 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 You know that segment of the show we do about now? Feedback. Feedback. (laughs) Feedback. All right. Uh, first of all, big shout out to Wildcard in the chat for resubscribing to our Twitch channel uh, for twenty months in a row. Thank you, Wildcard. Bravo! Thanks, Wildcard. All right. Alvarant. 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 Alvarant wrote. Worldcon times have been confirmed. I'm doing a table talk at 7 p.m. Thursday, a panel about canceled comics Friday at 10 a.m., and three others. Any fumpers coming are encouraged to attend. Uh, Good to know. Um, Unfortunately, I won't be able to make your table talk because there's a reading that I want to go to at that same time. Uh, But I will try to make some of your other ones. Uh, Let me know what the other three panels are. And... For who could ever learn to love a beast? Father Beast wrote, I heard Cenobite on Manic Mondays before it premiered on The Fump. Is this going to be a thing going forward? The release of songs on Manic Mondays before their official release? Uh, no. Uh, the w- reason that happened is because uh, Jeff has uh, will occasionally release a song and not put it on The Fump for whatever reason. And he released Cenobite on YouTube bef- long before he put it on the Fump, and I saw it and I freaking loved it. And I was, I'm always looking for new stuff to play on Manic Mondays, and I'm like, I'm gonna play Cenobite. So I played Cenobite, and then, like, I think it was the next day, he said, "Yeah, I'm putting Cenobite on the Fump," and I was like, "Okay, cool." So, yeah, he does he does that a lot. Jeff Jeff has this thing where he uh, he records a song and then gets really excited about it and then releases it immediately. Uh, and, That's pretty much every song. It's pretty much every <laughs> single song he makes, and uh, and 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 works tirelessly to get a video for it done, and just gets it out there. And it's really fun uh, talking to him about music because he'll say things like, uh, like the recording that he's done, like if it's something that he's mixed himself or it's something that somebody else has mixed. He's like, this is not the album version. I'm going to re-record this and remix it for the album, and I'll do a music video for it. And I'm like. But you already have a music video for it, Jeff. You already you already put this version out. Like remixing it for the album is one thing, but but doing a whole new thing. You're so eager, and I love it. I just <laughs> admire the passion, man. Yeah, he's got a serious work ethic. That's for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Father- I think he has three different videos for uh, uh, 
tickets to Weird Al in Minnesota or, or, or Sarasota. That I, I should know the name. I co-wrote it with him. Mm. Uh, tickets to Weird Al in Sarasota. I think he has like three different music videos for it, including the one the Funk produced. Nice. <laughs> uh, Father Bees continues. Oh, hey, in the video for Cenobite, there's this long-bearded guy playing guitar who looks like a guy I saw delivering carpet a few days ago. I wonder if it's the same guy. <laughs> I do look really good carrying a roll of carpet on my shoulder, so <laughs> it might have been me. Doesn't everybody, though? You know. <laughs> I know. What is that? It's, it's hard to look uh, bad carrying a roll of carpet. Unfortunately, I look bad carrying a roll of carpet because I can't physically carry a roll of carpet. <laughs> I can't either, but all right, that's it for feedback. Teasing. He's a teasing kind of guy. Now you have a job. Yeah. Tomorrow's topic or, I'm sorry, tomorrow's song is by Joe J. Thomas. And Tuesday's song is not yet posted. So uh, I'm sure it will be. He says it will be, but it's not yet. So I, I love that you finally like I know I wrote that song years ago and it took you years to finally clip it to put it and use it on the show. You know how busy I am. I'm almost as busy as Bonnie is. You know. Almost, almost. The record is unbeaten. Yes. Um tomorrow's Spotify playlist topic has not been determined yet, so give me one, guys. Let's figure this out. Um Ham. Something where there's comedy songs that I can play. I have a song called 48 Hours of Pork. You do. And there's also Spam. Yes. Food songs. Food That'll songs? We can do be food all songs. of Weird Al and, and everyone else. Well, and I'll Psycho do, Stick. I'll do 48 Hours of Pork um, and Spam. And I know Psycho Stick. Well, let's see. What should we do for Psycho Stick? Do you want a taco? This or? is not a song. It's a sandwich. This is not a song. Yeah, this is a not sandwich. a song. It's a sandwich. Or uh, or chimichanga gets stuck in my head a lot. Ooh, that's, that's, a good that's, a gr- that's a good one. There's also queso. Yeah, mi queso is a great one. Yes, it is. Mi queso is. I I reacted to that one on on my show. All right, I'll, I'll put in snack bar for me. Um, should you should do uh, Luke's spam since there's a live version? Although I don't know if that's on Spotify. I'll check. I think he, I think he may have thumped that one. So yeah, I think it, I think it is, I think it is. Um, okay, all right, one, two, three, four, five. That's five. Who else has food songs? I know there's uh, oh, fast food, Stevens and Gridnick. If that's on there, I don't know if that is. Um, Kyle's got the song about cheese. <laughs> Kyle, why am I blanking on Kyle's song about what's? I, I am too. I just remember it's about cheese. I can't remember the name of it, but I know it's about cheese. Oh, cheese. there is no, there is no. Oh shit, there is no, no link between all of this and cheese. Is that it? Yes, that's it. <laughs> okay, yeah. But there is well, also a different cheese song as well. There probably is. Um. Okay. Well, so else. Do library bards have any cheat any food songs? Not that I know of. I don't think so. We got Weird Al. Um, what about like the Lonely Island or like Garfunkel and Oates or any of them? Um, I'm sure there's many. I can't Snake? think of them right now. The only the only Lonely Island song I can think of that might mention food is uh, Boombox, where they keep talking about boiled goose. <laughs> okay. Um. All right, that's good enough to get me started. I will find a few more. You have time. I do. All right. Michael, plug yourself one more time. Twosleeps.com. And Jeff Whitmire is at JeffWhitmire47 on YouTube and JeffWhitmire.bandcamp.com. And that, as they say, is a show. So thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. I'm Devo Spice. And I'm in Zany and in for Luke Ski. And I'm Mike Boley. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. You can listen live every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific at DementiaRadio.org and join us in the chat or subscribe to the podcast feed. 
Look us up on iTunes and be sure to leave us a review. Feedback for the show can be sent to info at thefump.com. The Funny Music Podcast is a production of Fidem Interactive, LLC, released under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Shout it to random people on the street. And be sure to visit thefump.com for the latest funny songs. Tune in next week where you'll hear Luke Ski say... Watch Mighty Magiswords on Hulu because it's not on HBO Max anymore and give your life meaning! And mine.